It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, Big Ten East tonight. Celebrate the most wholesome American, you know, and camp-like, as wholesome as a camp. We have cricket noises. Yes, cricket noises live. Jason Kirk's backyard in Kennesaw, Georgia. Hey, y'all. We got loud bugs tonight. Bugs bugs have been cooped up. It's been raining here for like a month straight. These bugs are ready to ready to get rowdy. Well, it's Um, it's because SEC Media Day started. They are all they're chirping about. Butch Jones's comments about what that son of a bitch Dan Mullen said. They they're just they're just so pissed off about Brett Bielema's subtweets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he yeah. that that Brett Bielema Brett Bielema's not focused. That bastard Brett game Bielema. Seriously? They want to know why Ed Ordron, you know, why he's all buttoned up now. That's not who they hired. That's not who they wanted. Get his ass out of here. This bugs, is a Big Ten East program. Loud bugs are LSU's number one source of donations. Should be noted. <laughs> Loudbugs.llc. Well, <laughs> uh, SEC insects. But we're not here to talk about the SEC. No, no. Remember the E in Big Ten stands for entomology. So this is one of those conferences and one of those divisions in a conference where you could say, oh, man, this is this is the toughest division in football. You could. could. It's you not, could. You're, you're not. You're, you're not stretching. Like I'm not fond uh, of. You know, I'm not fond of those crew to crew statements, right? Where you go, well, clearly my value as an analyst is telling you exactly what the best thing is. Nobody cares what's best. Nobody, right? You just want to be entertained. Well, yeah. the problem is, it, it, there's no. 
it's impossible to sort of answer that question because it's like, do you just look at the best teams? Do you have to look like, or do you take the Voltron approach? In which case you're like, oh man, Big Ten, Big Ten East, you got some like big arms with lasers and you got a head that has more lasers. And then you got that Rutgers leg that's just rotting. Just how, I don't even know, I don't even know, I don't even know how, how a robot leg can rot, but it is. Can it's, I? It's rusted. It's rusted. And it's, it needs updates. You haven't updated it in years. Uh, got viruses we're gonna we're gonna actually say one good thing about Rutgers, which is that they probably won't be as bad as they were last year that would be almost Uh, impossible so yes it would be impossible but i do want to give them a shout out because sometimes you got to take a whooping and then sometimes you got to take that costco sized jumbo economy whooping right the big tub of whooping that you get and keep on top of the uh, fridge right honestly i think Rutgers should just steer into it be like you know what we're still in Still in the conference. You think we're Cash. terrible? You think we're, a, we're an albatross? Guess what? Still around your neck, aren't we? Cashing a check. You still have to feed that albatross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those movies where like the hero proves a point by letting the other guy kick his ass, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Ruck- I'm bleeding from the face and your hand hurts and you got to keep punching me. Doesn't Ruck- that suck for you? Rucker swore not to kill. Yeah, well, they did give me, honestly, I I have to thank them because they did give me one of the great pleasures of the 2016 football season, which was getting beaten 78-0 by division mate Michigan. Remember the stats for this game? I enjoy saying them. They have a rhythm. They're almost a religious incantation if you treat them the right way. Uh, 23 first downs for Michigan, two for Rutgers. Which they didn't get their first first down until, like, Pretty late in the oh, fourth quarter, if I recall correctly. Pretty, pretty late in that old fourth quarter, man. It was it was so late that when it happened, uh, a viral moment happened because Michigan fans all started hugging Rutgers fans. They did, and they were chanting, fire the cannon. Fire the cannon. Michigan fans, the ones who were witnessing this slaughter in oh yeah this was in this was at Rutgers, by the way. This an empty an empty Piscataway Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Those who remained they they probably won't be champions, but no. they could they could tell the story about the time that Michigan had 600 total yards and Rutgers had 39. When Michigan did all this while having only 119 passing yards, because they didn't even have to pull out the passing game, they just they had 481 yards rushing. Rutgers had five <laughs> passing yards and and fullbacks third string fullbacks scoring touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, Can that we... was. But let's is did we just start our Rutgers preview? We did, didn't we? Let's just keep going with it. It's fine. Yeah, oh, we're just gonna oh, keep, keep on keep on rolling here. It's fine. Um, Rutgers, I wish I had back. So, I wish I had backing music for like the inspirational Springsteen song we need to sing on this, right? Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Is there is there one about how you immediately have to play a playoff team from last year? You gotta cut out the game. You gotta get up off that factory and go to another factory. Cause you and, got and like, a family to feed. Would it be like eaten by a wild pack pack of dogs yeah. on the factory floor? Cause on like, a pack here, come, of dogs. Like, here come the huskies. Eating new on the factory floor. I saw a dog I, driving a Chevrolet, driving away with my wife one day. <laughs> with his union card in the window. Yeah, My wife that's... left me. 
Whoo! Yeah, this is. I think that Rutgers is the only team to host two playoff teams this year. They also have to play Ohio State. Um. So the beatings will continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if, if you yeah, like seventy-eight to nothing, hold on, friend, because you're gonna get another one of those at some point. It's bad. I mean, is it doing good things there? It's it's bad because they so uh, they play Washington outside of the conference. They have to go to Nebraska. They get Illinois and Purdue, but does that matter? I think so. I, I think mean, so. I mean, Illinois only scored about like sixteen points a game in conference play last year, and that was a touchdown better than Rutgers. So I think if we're trying to be positive here, who said we're doing? Wait, who said we're doing that? Well, I said if I oh, didn't okay. say we are. I Sorry. didn't say we are. Sorry, you gotta be positive. So two and ten last year. Can they top that this year? Well, they get Eastern Michigan and Morgan State and Purdue huh? at home. So yes, what? but wasn't Eastern wasn't Eastern Michigan decent last year? Yeah, Eastern Michigan. Uh, hang on, hang on. They were Mac decent. <laughs> that's that's okay. fine. Are you saying is Rutgers it, was? Is, is Rutgers Mac decent? Sure, the Mac is very bad. <laughs> Two and well, ten in the Big Ten equates to six and six in the Mac. Yes, check okay. the check the uh, check the trans translations. Wow. Okay, run well, it run it through Google Translate. Can I point to a little ray of sunshine here? Who's our new offensive coordinator? Well, that'd be Jerry Kill. That's right. We got Jerry Kill back in the league. Switching divisions from the Big Ten West to the Big Ten East, uh, you know that's they'll they'll be grittier. Jerry kills like super gritty, and everyone likes Chris Ash, so they'll, they'll be lovable losers. Also, I really doubt hold that on, they can lose. Hold on, so they have coaches named Ash and Kill. The whole theme of <laughs> Rutgers football is death and disintegration. Out on the highway with my gun, <laughs> Ash Kill. Ashkill absolutely sounds like a sad town in New Jersey. <laughs> Out on the road looking for a dark thrill. That's why they call me Jerry Kill. I always thought <laughs> Kill Ash was the worst Pokemon episode. <laughs> That's the one where Mewtwo like put him down, right? Remember, yeah, he, he, Mewtwo he, he, just he, Mewtwo just straight up murked him. Yeah. Mewtwo murked will him. fuck you up, man. What's yeah. he didn't, didn't even cry. Oh no, Mewtwo is heartless. Mewtwo is the Nick Saban of that shit. Yeah, because every other Pokemon's like joking about being tough, right? Blastoise is like, oh, I'll do a cartwheel and shoot you with some water. Ooh, I'm tough. Mewtwo's like, murder. What's yeah. harder than murder? He's the Jadakiss of, of Pokemon. The Pokemon world. Um, Top five this, dead or alive. Please just, please just pick a record for Wreckers. Improvement. I'm going to take him up to three and nine. I'm going to go to four and eight. <laughs> oh, son. I'm giving you Eastern Michigan, I'm giving you Morgan State, I'm giving you Purdue, and then I'm hitting you with this list, you pick any two. Maryland in the fucking Bronx, why? Um, Michigan State at home, and Illinois anywhere. You pick two of those three. Um, and that gets that gets you up to that gets you up to four and eight. So question, do you have a chicken bet with Godfrey yet this year? Oh wow. I would really, to... I would really like it to be Rutgers. I would really like it to be Rutgers. I would God like for you damn. two to have to care about the outcome of Rutgers football games. Wow! Just think on it. You don't have to decide. I'll look into this. Okay. Um, let's let's swing in the total opposite direction. Can we talk about Penn State? 
that, that's man, that is that is quite a swing. I mean, because because in the year 2017, discussing Penn State football is actually a feel good thing. Believe that, believe it or not, folks. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Let's just start this. You're not playing. You're not playing Penn State. You're playing names, right? Even if you, if you still have trouble looking at Penn State football this way, just look at this. You got really cool people involved in this program, like Saquon Barkley, who you last saw in the Rose Bowl breaking people's knees. Sure. You got Trace McSorley, who mm-hmm. definitely sounds like, I don't know, like a Disney cartoon hero. I don't know. I think he's I, a I think he's a pilot. Yeah, sure. He's like yeah. A, one of the chipmunk pilots. Yeah. On Tailspin. Yep. Absolutely. Trace McSorley is a colorful cockatoo who throws deep, deep bombs. And then you have. Well, you got to get a little Pennsylvania with it. You got Mike Kosicki. Oh, there we go. I was waiting for the, the Pennsylvania to kick in. Here we are. Mike Kosicki, who was 11th in the Big Ten in receiving yards last year, amongst all players, first amongst tight ends. Um, he, was, he was great. He might be the best tight end uh, in the whole damn country this season. And he gets to catch balls from Trace McSorley and have Saquon Barkley distract defenses for him. This should cool. be This should be good for them. Also, they had a good defense. Like, Penn State was a pretty damn fun, good team last year. You got you got Joe Moorhead, whose mm-hmm. offense is the most NCAA football offense in the country. They just mm-hmm. say, "Fuck it, man, let's go deep." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first read. <laughs> that's, the first, <laughs> that's the first read on most of their plays. Is hey, this guy's one on one. We're going to him. Go look uh, at his coaching film. It's adorable. Hey guys, I gotta look at Joe Moorhead's playbook. It's just a uh, Nintendo sixty four cartridge of NFL Blitz. The whole thing says da bomb. Yeah, that and in addition to that, Trace McSorley. Yeah, he he has um, he's got some he's got some Rex Grossmanish tendencies. He enjoys a, a celebration or two, right? Which I'm sure several people in the Penn State fan base have issues with. That young man's got to mature. He can't be out there showing joy, having fun. But he doesn't throw many picks. No, he only threw what eight picks last year. Yeah, and and like. Three of those were in the Rose Bowl. And, I think he only. I think I, he only I, threw like. And I think another two of them were in the pit game. Yeah. So combined, when they went on that eight-game win streak, he was, he was playing unconscious football. Um, looking at the schedule, hey, pit rematch, Lumen. Well, you're you're gonna lose the pit. Then, <laughs> like, hey, but they have butt yeah. shirts. But what about the butt shirts? Yeah, <laughs> lose to lose to pit twice. To, like before that. Pitt's not our rival. Lose to Pitt twice. We made you a shirt. So here's, Pitt, here's, in, its, Pitt here, in its current state. Here's what confuses me. Um, I want to buy that shirt. Like, the fact that you made it said butt made me want to buy it more. Well, I, my favorite part about that is that Pitt fans had already done this. Right. Like, Pitt, Pitt Twitter, they had already turned their logo into the word butt. Right. So, like, Penn State, you're, I mean, what can you say about Pitt fans that... I think Pitt fans are one of the most fascinating fan bases. Like, oh shit, we're really rubbing your nose in it, aren't we? This is the Penn State preview. We're talking about Pitt. <laughs> Just deal with it. This is a Pitt podcast. We love um, you, Spilly. Flip it in. So, so, like, Pitt, you've got half the fan base. They remember when their team was, like, actually good. And they're sure. like, actually, we were the 1940s Minnesota of the 1970s. So we're basically Alabama and Nebraska combined. Tony, Dor- Tony Dorsett is the most important player in any sport ever. Next. Ever heard of Dan Marino? He's probably the best current quarterback. What about Larry, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald? I'm going to get modern on you. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most modern player we have. And that, then, that tell me we don't have players. <laughs> so you got that, and that's half the fan base. And then the other half is like, you know, LOL Birmingham bit. But, you know, like, <laughs> we, we're, we're terrible. Haha, <laughs> LOL, we beat Penn State. That's impossible. Fuck them. Like, it's just a fascinating fan base. One of them is completely broken by reality, and the other one is living in this fantasy land where, like, we have as many titles as Syracuse or whatever the fuck. Um, so, yeah, you rematch Pitt, you get Georgia State and Akron, so not the... Not a real gauntlet of non-conference games outside of the Panthers. Um, And then, I mean, you get... The road schedule is a little finicky because you have to go to Ohio State, to Michigan State, to Iowa, and, well, to Northwestern. I'm not going to (laughs) worry about that. Just just say to Ohio State. Yeah, okay, fine. Although I I do feel like Penn State-Iowa always has good... good potential for just extreme dumb fuckery like I think, an, an overtime game that keeps getting extended by missed field goals remember the <laughs> remember the remember the original like 11-5 game right yeah oh yeah, yeah. they needed 11 they got 11 they got 11 um, i think at iowa and at maryland both of those have um dumb dumb fuck lose oh y'all i forgot 6-4 yeah, 6-4 oh, yeah, is the king. 6-4 if, if, if you're a youngin and you do not remember the 2004 Penn State-Iowa game, yeah, I want to read, read you the Wikipedia line in Penn State's bio about that game. All right? Are you ready? Please. This is a game that by many Penn State fans was considered... A low point for the football program. <laughs> Who considers this one of the finest moments in the history of their program? Iowa. Iowa thinks this is the best. This is the game where they, where Penn State coughed up the ball, uh, according to the entry, and that's their, their phrasing, not mine. I prefer simple turnover. And Iowa took a knee. That's how the game ended. <laughs> they just took it, took a knee. Well, at one point, well, well, at one point, the, yeah. Remember, the defense was playing so well, they took an intentional safety. Yeah, they did that at the end of the game, um, late in the fourth quarter. And this is what Kirk Ferentz had to say about it. So the the score is 6-2 at this point. And he says, it was a pretty obvious decision. Typically, if you punt off your own one-yard line, it's almost a guaranteed three for the other team. And this type of game, I sure as heck didn't want to give them three easy ones. I will remind you that at the time, Iowa was leading the game by four. Three a field goal would not have mattered. Like if you hold them to three, you still win the game. There is definitely a world in which Penn State loses, wins this game seven to six because Kirk Ferentz has never been able to do math. What we're saying is that if you're a Penn State fan and your team only scores thirty eight points this like in a game this season, right? Like only. Um, remember the bad times. Remember when. Four points was an insurmountable lead for you to overcome. It's good. It's great. Ah, so we got a record on this thing because because um, I can because I can see two losses. Man, I this this, definitely... this preview went real pro Penn State to real twist the knife and a real. I'm sorry about that, Penn State fans. I don't know. What well, I mean, we got to knock them down a few pegs. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean. Yeah. Um, you you knew, you knew I was a scorpion when you picked me up. 
So, so I feel like if we were to take the team name and the coach away, and you just said you have the conference's leading passer, leading rusher, best tight end, and a top 20 national defense from last year at least. I feel like we would say they're definitely winning this division, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But we're not, this, you're not going to say division? you're not going to say that. You're not going to say that though, right? Well, but right. would you say that about this division? I think I think you would I think if you just said that about a team in the Big 10 East, if you just said like this is all I'm going to tell you about a team, is that team going to win the division? You would probably just pick it. Mm. You're not if going I didn't, to, and that's if I fine. Didn't, if I didn't know what, what else was in the division. I know, I know. So go ahead, give a record. Okay. Well, I think um, Penn State is the Big Ten's greatest Big 12 team ever. Can we agree on that? Oh, boy. Um, their defense is much better than a Big 12 team. Yeah. I would, and I they, also, much. They, they also are like not that far removed from being a pretty traditional Big Ten team on offense. I don't know, man. They chucked that fucking biscuit. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Let's see. The total defense yards per play. Where are we sitting? Uh, 22nd. Okay. Um, Oklahoma State would kill for that. Yeah. That would indeed have led the Big 12. So, yeah, they're, they're the Big 10's <laughs> version of a Big 12 team. Let's okay, put fine. it that way. Fine. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, you're going to lose the pit, of course. You'll always lose the pit forever. Uh, and you're going to lose to Ohio State. Uh, so you're going to go 10 and 2. Damn, which is pretty yeah. good because I'm not I'm not I'm not counting the weird at Iowa or at Maryland against you at all. Sure, yeah, yeah, Spencer. that's true. And since since we're since we're officially putting Michigan on next year watch, right? Yeah, we can just sort of paste that in and go. Well, you probably can't keep up firepower wise because, as far as I know, Michigan has no receivers, and, and Penn State definitely has one, and they have Saquon Barkley. So check check. So you agree with ten and two? I'm gonna go ten and two. I think they face, they lose one game, they lose one game, that's stupid, and they lose one game, i.e. Ohio State. Ooh, I don't know, we beat Ohio State. Yeah, go back and look. Y'all caught a lottery <laughs> ticket. Fair. Yeah, we beat, we beat them fair and square. True. The score True. was higher on your side than it was on theirs. Fair, <laughs> fair and square and slightly dumb. I've liked oh. the, um, the paper, rock, scissors thing between Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan this offseason, because like, You'll see in the in the mentions on the CFB account, like one of them's like forty nine ten, and then you know, Nio State fan, the spot was good, and then here comes a Penn State fan running in. If we blocked your kick, whatever, <laughs> we made the playoff. Oh, Rose we ball. have Rose Bowl. We, we are the University of Michigan. You know, they don't. All they can say is we beat Penn State pretty bad, but yeah, man, just a, y'all fucking work it out amongst yourselves on the it's field. Good, no, it's good. Next team. Well, we went high. Time to go low again. Let's go to Maryland. Ah, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, let's can we, can we back up for a second here? Oh, okay. sure. Maryland, the, I, I'm going to paint for you a picture. Picture everything Bear Bryant has done and meant to the University of Alabama. Hold that in your mind. Now swap out Alabama for Maryland, and it could have happened because that's the first team. That gave the bear a head coaching job. And he yep. left a, he left after one season. And do you know why he left? He left because his AD was a dick, right? He, le- he left because he suspended. So he had all these strict rules about 
um, curfew and no drinking, smoking, and all this. And uh, he had a lineman who broke one of these rules. Um, and the AD basically said, no, he can be back on the team. And Bear Bryant didn't like that. So he took the Kentucky job after one year at Maryland. And and it's all, you know, you can follow the history from there. But if that AD doesn't fuck it up, man, maybe we're talking about Maryland as this all-time college football dynasty. And Randy Edsel is the one who is getting the Alabama job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah, that's I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy rubbing that in. That's good because it wasn't even like Mama called, right? Like that no. was the line. Like Mama called. That's why I left for Bama. No, Kentucky called. Like, like you're you're like aunt in law. Like you're right. you're like aunt twice removed. Call I don't even like, like her. No, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a school where they value basketball more than football, and that'll be why I leave that school. Look it up. That's that's what he said. The, <laughs> oh, the Kentucky the Kentucky jokes they've been valid for literally decades. I do also enjoy why he left Kentucky ultimately. Because the basketball coach got a brand new Cadillac and he got a watch at the banquet. <laughs> Love that. That they're like, yeah, we'll give up. We know we'll give old Adolf Rub a new Cadillac. And in Bear, you get a watch. <laughs> you can time Adolf slaps. And then Texas AM capitalized by Hey, we will slide you large bags of cash that you can use to pay for student athletes. We will let you torture them in a prison camp without any punishments, impunities, or oversights, right? Like, we'll just, here, just go do whatever you want with the. It's better than playing at Maryland, though. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. Yeah, goes without saying. Um, <gasps> oh, man. Maryland, Maryland is kind of like, is Maryland kind of like, like slightly better fuck up to Rutgers, like extreme fuck um, up? Well, Maryland hasn't, it didn't bottom out nearly as hard and didn't do it nearly at, like, it's the kind of thing where if you lose a game 82 to 10, technically, in some sense, that's exactly the same as losing at 72 to zero, but it doesn't attract the same amount of attention. It doesn't, you know, it's not as, like, <laughs> staggering when it happens. They're Rutgers on the low. They're yeah, sneaky. yeah, yeah. There's they're like they're they're homebound Rutgers. They're like when Kyle Flood did that did that spy thing, mm-hmm. like when Kyle Flood was trying to adjust the grades or whatever, and he got busted for espionage. Like it was something really dumb. It was like he 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 someone emailed said, "Hey, we got dirt on your political opponent," and he was like, "Yeah, hook me up." It was like it was like that dumb. <laughs> but Maryland is like if Rutgers was good at being sneaky. Sure. If you look at the schedule, uh, they could be, they could run pretty well up front, and then they just they just get hammered. This schedule what is, wait, is what a is, disaster. What is pretty well up front? Who is the pretty well? Towson. They're definitely going to be okay, Towson. Okay, Towson. Okay, one. Yep. You think they're going to go? Yeah. You th- let me put it this way: If they go to Austin and beat Texas on the road to start the season, this this That's will right. be an amazing year of college football. Absolutely. <laughs> this schedule is deplorable. You, like you might you you might lose the UCF, and every single Big Ten game is losable, including the game against Rutgers, which is in the goddamn Bronx, which is apparently a neutral site, even though it's further away. It's probably easier for most Rutgers fans to get to Yankee Stadium than it is to Piscataway. So, 
Yeah. I mean, they're getting better. That's that's the thing. They are getting better. Tell me what their easiest road game is. Well, it, it is it is the Rutgers game, but other than that, I mean, right? Yeah, it's that's not, their easiest road game, and they'll probably get good. that. But then, then right after they face Towson, I believe they go to Minnesota. Yeah, they go UCF. Right? They host UCF, and then they go to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. They face like a fired up PJ Fleck. Yeah. And a Minnesota team that will have no idea what they're doing. Well, and they also they <laughs> but also, doing a lot of it. Doing also, a lot of it. They also have their bye week uh, September sixteenth. So it's like, hey, uh, hope, hope you stay healthy when you have to play 10 straight games. Just storing up all that health. 10 straight when, games, five of them road games. Holy when, God. When you're, when you're down by 65 points to Wisconsin, because, oh, yeah, you got to play Wisconsin. Uh, just think back on this, on this, this few, these few moments when you got to uh, have some quiet reflection. Here, here's what I would suggest. Get through the Towson game. Save your game because you're going to want to come back to it. <laughs> Definitely don't just go straight into the 10-game dungeon. As soon as you get the checkpoint, just go level up against Towson <laughs> yeah, in a, a that's little right, while. That's right. Grind. Play play 12 games against Towson and just, just grind. Just keep playing Towson until you get a new hat. Until you get a hat that's plus seven, because you're going to need at least plus seven to survive against um, that. Uh, plus seven, the hat might beat Rutgers by itself. <laughs> I don't think Wisconsin has seven. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Rutgers has seven. Um, oh man, yeah. I'm gonna go Maryland three and nine, a worse record than Rutgers. Um, probably a better team might beat Rutgers, but the schedule is just a, a disaster. Yeah, and I I think that's what you need to know up front about this Maryland team. Like, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast about Maryland, besides, whoa, we could have had Bear Bryant. Uh, the thing you need to know about 2017 when you can't do anything about the past tragedies of Maryland football is that the schedule is going to look real bad and you're going to be you're going to be much better next year. This is this is a crime against Maryland football and that's saying something considering all of the crimes against Maryland football this program has committed. So yeah. Mostly mostly like check kiting, you know. Yeah, mostly mostly check kiting. I mean, um, no one really knows why they're in the Big Ten. So, like, the Big Ten dumping the schedule on them, you know, yeah, take your take your lumps, take your lumps. Like, recruiting is is looking up, and that's great. That doesn't really matter a whole lot for this year, but that's great for next year. You uh, might finish fourth. Let's if go. If you high. made a if you if you made a bowl with this, it'd be amazing. Oh be cool. yeah, DJ Durkin coach of the year if they win six games. Um, let's go high again, Ohio State. Hey. Oh. Can I tell you my biggest concern for Ohio State this year? Sure. <laughs> and it's it's for the mental health of those involved in watching this team. Kevin Wilson is their new offensive coordinator. <sighs> Kevin Wilson. And he, he's, he's close to a legendary figure in that he was the offensive coordinator for the Northwestern offenses that sort of set the pattern for what would be like the power run spread game that everybody pretty much uses in one variation or another biggest fear is that Kevin Wilson is hopelessly infected with Indiana and will bring that madness to Ohio state. Well, and who do they play their first game of the season? Yeah, they'll get to, they'll get to wash it all out. Just have a big old Indiana to open the season. I think, I think the solution is not to fight to, to like go away from Kevin Wilson. I think it's that you just, you go through the schedule and you say you can probably find a former coach for all of these. Like, absolutely, Bob Stoops, offensive coordinator for the Oklahoma game, make that happen. You know, uh, let's get let's get the fridge in here when you play Maryland. 
Let's get. Oh, Bo he Pol- would do that. The fridge get, would do that. Let's get Bo Pelini for the Nebraska game. You know, I, I he, think he, he as well would join in. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, he might be free by the time you play Penn State. I think. I mean, Iowa is the only team that you look at and you're like, well, yeah, we can't find a former head coach. Well, yeah, they don't have any can, former coaches that we could use for them. But I think that <laughs> Hayden Fry's still alive, man. <laughs> People forget uh, that he's on that he's on that list of still alive. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is yeah. that Bill Snyder's bye week? He might he might have some free time. He wouldn't he wouldn't turn. I mean, Illinois. Shit, you got like eight to choose from. <laughs> you could you could have a whole you could have like a whole baseball team out there. You could you know what it, it would be really sad if you hired a consultancy to figure out how to beat Illinois in football. Listen, all I'm saying is if you get to the end of the season. And you beat Michigan with Brady Hoke as your offensive coordinator. And yes, I know wow. what I'm saying. I, 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 that's that's the peak of rivalry, is it not? That would be really rubbing it in because then we're talking about like the what did we call it last year? The Hoke factor. It was yeah. like the Michigan's the absence points. of the absence of Hoke as a defense <laughs> and, it the, was, and it was, the presence of him on in Oregon. Yes, it was Michigan's. Michigan's Michigan's, Michigan's points minus what Oregon had given up on yes, defense or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Fucking whatever would be funny. Pretend I said it. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. To beat Michigan with the Hoke factor actively working against you, it's like when you play a goddamn Mech Warrior on the PC in 1994 and they give you extra points if you only sent out one robot to the fight. Like if you went, if you sent two, they were like, oh, that wasn't very honorable. <laughs> you, you, your deck was a little stacked, and plus you used one of the sweet-looking ones with like the, the rockets on its shoulders. Maybe if you hadn't used them, you could get more points. Maybe try again. That's what Ohio State is doing right now, trying out Brady Hoke. Also, Offensive coordinator. Oh, man, please do this, Ohio State. Yeah, I would love to see it. I don't know what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I liked in um, in going into like January when it was time to start thinking about like way too early 2017 rankings and like yes, dear listener, we in the media have to think about that bullshit. We don't really like want to. It's just like you know, people are gonna click on it, so we, we need have them. To we need them it. clicks. We need them we, clicks. I am not going back to work at the fucking grocery store. I swear, <laughs> oh, man. I oh. have jacked too many goddamn pallets to to ever be too cool for early way too early rankings i will put up 2025 rankings if it keeps me out of the fucking freezer freezer we'll, for we'll, another... we'll publish 2019 hot seat right now i don't give a goddamn i will no. fire your coach right now six years from now if it keeps me having to unload an ice truck at 3 a.m you, you hear haven't me? even hired that coach and he's on the hot seat i, I will can his ass he ain't even born yet i will invent illnesses urban meyer hasn't even suffered from yet oh man <laughs> I will infect him myself if need be. So he got Chaga's disease in 2019, at least in my <laughs> storyline. So, like, it was fun to, to look ahead like, shit, Ohio State returns basically everything. They're going to be really good. Maybe they're your preseason number one, and then they go and score zero points against Clemson. Ah, I guess they're preseason number two. <laughs> uh, so I think they'll score more points this time around. Um, like, if, if you're... If you're so, Defense, I think the defense is set. I don't, you know, you, you lost Luke Fickle, but shit, you got Greg Schiano right there. He'll be fine. Um, you return tons of talent everywhere. Defensive line is incredible. Uh, your biggest worries are like your secondary. We're like, oh no, you know, got to find four or five five stars who can hold this thing up against um, 
fucking Rutgers passing game. Uh, and then on offense, things are a little iffy, and like the passing game is a little iffy. And okay, I think Urban Meyer and Kevin Wilson and the 19-year senior quarterback can figure that out. I mean, shit, man, this is 11 and one, and that, that's easy. Yeah, and I mean the concerns that you have, like a complete lack of any experience in the receiving core and the inability last year to produce any kind of big plays at all, i.e. scoring zero points against Clemson, which they did. Remember that thing where we say nice stuff about you then stab you in the back? Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Zero points. Zero. Saddle! Hey, let's... Are you guys ready for some seamless transition here? Mm-hmm. So, like, Clemson's a very good team. Um, they Their defense was, you know, a little up and down at points last year, but... Let's give them credit. They put a lot of good players in the NFL. They've run a very tough scheme. They, you know, it, it, in some sense, it's okay to say, yes, it's hard to score on Clemson's defense. You know what's not hard? Hmm. Buying tickets using SeatGeek. <laughs> Nailed it. Anybody can do it. Rutgers, <laughs> you had po- trouble scoring against anyone. SeatGeek is just like, here, take these touchdowns. And by touchdowns, I mean tickets to games that are not Rutgers games. Think about that. If you're a Rutgers student, SeatGeek is here to bail you out. Not because you can necessarily sell Rutgers tickets for money. And I'm not going to suggest that you can because that might be securities fraud. But what's the one thing you want if you are a Rutgers fan who doesn't want to go to a Rutgers game? A ticket to literally anywhere else. Exactly, because now you have a reason. Now you can say, oh, I'm sorry, i got to go to watch this uh, Texas A&M game. Oh, Shit, sorry, yeah. I'm going to Oregon State. Yep, uh, yeah, ooh, God, I accidentally bought Hawaii season tickets. Doing that. And SeatGeek makes it possible. SeatGeek is not just a ticket app. It's not just an easy way to save time and money by searching multiple ticket sites. SeatGeek is here to save you from yourself. If Rutgers is is a disease, SeatGeek is the cure. (laughs) (laughs) I like that SeatGeek, those two words, is the most Big Ten term you can imagine, like sitting in place and consuming knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm studying. Not moving and getting smarter. Yeah, I mean, that's just... What do you think, Big Ten fans? Yeah, that's just attending class. Um, If you use the SeatGeek app and you enter the promo code SBNation, you will get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek, which, again, should be any game that is not a Rutgers game. Just use it to make sure that you, like, even if you don't like Rutgers, look at the schedule, find another game that conflicts, and that way you won't accidentally go to a Rutgers game. Because it can happen any, I've been to a Rutgers game, man. My wife has been to two. These things just happen to you. They sneak up on you, and next thing you know, you're you're in Piscataway, and you're like, oh my god, I'm here, and I'm, this is happening to me, and I have to tell people about it. You could but, be somewhere else, and you know who can help you with that? SeatGeek. Uh, next team. It's an amazing read. I, I want to I wanna get difficult. I want to do this while we still have some energy left. Oh, okay. no. Mm, yeah, no, it's time right. to it's time to discuss the grim. It's time to discuss. <laughs> oh, it's no. time to discuss what. It's time to ask the question: What happened to Baby Michigan State? <laughs> oh boy, the, the decimated remains of Michigan State. <laughs> so, um, a, a thing a lot of people didn't seem to realize 
last year when they went three and nine um, after starting in the top fifteen was that that was not a young team that was an old team uh-huh. like that was not a rebuilding year the the, uh-huh. the title of Bill's post a preview for the is you know they had a rebuilding year record last year but this is the rebuilding year everyone graduated everyone who didn't graduate got booted um, this this team could go three and nine again. You yeah. have to you have to go back to I'm still scrolling, I'm still scrolling. Okay. Nineteen eighty two to find the last time Michigan State lost nine games in a season. Like under under Mark D'Antonio, this has been a extremely successful program. Gone to what is it, eight straight bowl games before last year. It had like it's not like it's not like, you know, they were coming off of a fluke season in 2015. This was that was their third straight year winning at least 11 games. It was their fifth in the la- five uh they had done that in five of the six seasons before that. So like I don't understand how you nosedive this badly. It's one thing if you go 7 and 6, 8 and 5 whatever, but like how do you go 3 and 9? I think it lines up really tidily for Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan fans to say like, oh, their window closed because we're good. You know, like all, if all three of us are good, then Michigan State can't possibly good and be good. And like, yeah, that's true in recruiting, but I don't think it's quite that simple. Like we saw Michigan and State. And it's beat. not that immediate, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, recruiting is not that fucking instant. Um, I mean, they beat Oregon, a good Oregon. They beat a good Stanford. They beat a good Baylor. Like, they competed out of conference um, other than the time they went to the playoff. And, you know, they they won the Big Ten multiple times. Like, they were not just good because the rest of their division was down. They proved it against teams that weren't in their division. But, I mean, at this point, the issue isn't how they got down there. It's now that they're down there, um, they might never get back up. You know, it, it might be 10, 20 longer years before they get back up, you know, to where they were. Um, yeah. Can they, do, say, uh, can, uh, they, uh, can they do it with the schedule is the question. It's not that bad. I mean, what are what are the goals here? Like, are we talking a bowl or a um, bowl? Uh, well, a bowl right, to no, get there, back there, to a bowl. There's, there are several goals here. F, number yeah, one if you is, fell out the playoff. <laughs> can you make a bowl? Number one is beat Notre Dame because then, as we saw last year, you can be worse than Notre Dame, but if you beat them, people won't talk shit about you. Yes. That's goal number one. Um, and then goal number two is make a bowl. So you play two MAC teams. Neither of them employs a fleck. That's good. Um, you play Maryland and Rutgers. That's good. You get Iowa, Notre Dame, and Indiana at home. So beat the two MAC teams, beat the two the divisions to um, historical lightweights, and then beat two of those three at home, and you're in a bowl. That's not impossible. Um, I just don't know how you do it and what in the world you're good at. You still have L.J. Scott; he can run. I, I mean, it, he kind of needs an offense to do that. But, but oh, and don't but, worry, there is a looming, uh, continuing investigation going on regarding sexual assault by student athletes and how the university handled that. Yeah. Yep. And those and those, how, those can tend to get worse and worse. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Also, I, there's a correlation that needs to be made here. Uh two of them. One, there there's a running back. Okay, cool. Michigan State's got at least three games. That's it cuz cuz a Mark D'Antonio team, they all run the ball 60 times a game if they have to in order to eliminate 
any kind of defensive weakness, which this is this is a weak team defensively. It's not not very deep. It's not very experienced. Um, it's bad. It's bad. It was bad last year. It, it could be it could be bad again this year. So you're gonna want to. You're going to want to burn as much clock as possible. And Mark D'Antonio, more than happy to do that. Just he and Bill Snyder over there playing plate tectonics football. That's they're, they're happy to do that. The other thing is this. Rich Homie Kwan needs to put out a hot single. Mm-hmm. Because uh, 2015, Rich Homie Kwan puts out flex, Michigan State. They go to the playoff, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, you, can't, that's right. you can't look back. like 2016? Daddy, Daddy Yankee. I think that's who you go with this year. Wow. No, that's Rutgers. <laughs> I'm just saying they need to adopt a rapper who's on the rise or Rich Homie Quan really needs to put it down. For the I mean, I think you got to go. I mean, can you make a coaching change this late in the game, though? You got to you got to wait on Rich Homie. It's it. Things ain't been working for him, but his van just got broken into. It's not looking good. <laughs> Um, what, so they making a bowl? What are we talking here? I think this feels like uh, they will improve, but not much. Uh, Brian, I mean, how do you say, by the way, their quarterback's name? Because I know how I want to say it. His last name is L-E-W-E-R-K-E. I would like to say it. Lewerk! Lewerk. Lil Work. Um... I have five and seven written down here, um, and and but by predicting Michigan State to go five and seven, that counts as disrespect. Therefore, mm, yeah, I don't know if that this, works. I don't fiction. know if that works anymore. I, I uh, you gotta believe, right? God okay. damn it, we're gonna we're gonna believe Santa Claus's sled off the ground right, with fine. the power of our wishes. Yep, there it is. This, Michigan, this Michigan State, dis- U- Michigan State, Utah Rose Bowl. You heard it here. <laughs> Just Jason, oh, J- just Jason standing up on the sled as Mark D'Antonio, the world's most sour Santa Claus, <laughs> listens to him sing the like the Michigan State fight song out loud until James Con joins in with him. What did Santa bring me? Push-ups. I do the world. <laughs> Santa wants you to do push-ups. Santa's dead. <laughs> <laughs> now it's now it's D'Antonio's time. It's Halloween. Halloween will never be over. <laughs> Man, Michigan State, Utah Rose Bowl. Can you imagine the weather? It'd be <laughs> the, the mountain. The mountain by the stadium turns into a damn volcano. <laughs> Welcome to Mordor. Uh, uh, all right, let's go up one more time. Michigan. Woo-hoo. Okay, so you're gonna get. They're, they're gonna beat Florida. Yep. And then True. We've already we've Florida. already said that. Yep. <laughs> um, the entire roster is gone. But unlike Michigan State, there are good players coming in that we know they're good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also they have Wilton Spate, who is somehow also going to be there next year. Like, I think in our heads we had him as leaving this year, but he'll be back next year. So, like, things look fine. At Mich- it's like a total, complete rebuilding year, and yet they could win 8, 9, 10 games. 10 would be, yeah. 10 would be interesting. Ten I, feels a little out of reach. I enjoy Jim Harbaugh for this reason, that uh, his coaches are always getting hired away somewhere else. For instance, uh, there's, new quarter, there's a new offensive coordinator this year. 
Tim Drevno, you don't need to worry his name. He'll be hired away in like a year because you know what Michigan's offense is going to do? Uh, they're going to hit you in the face. That's every single play. It's very unpleasant. It's very, it's very brutal. They're just going to do that every single play, no matter who's in charge. Because Jim Harbaugh is, um, and and Michigan fans, I mean this with all respect, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, unrepentant. Unre- well, unrepentant suggests that he knows he's being a dick, and he no. just doesn't feel sorry. But I, I don't think he knows. No, how you, how do you win? I don't know. Hit the other guy in the face. Right, right. <laughs> this game isn't hard. Yeah, they're going to do that, and they're going to run the ball, just run the crap out of the ball whenever they can. Um, developing a nice threat off that would be good because last year when Michigan struggled, it's because they didn't really have the ability to push the ball down the field, especially when their quarterback had a broken collarbone. That that tends to happen when your guy breaks his collarbone. See, this is why if Jim Harbaugh re- – like, okay, have either of you broken a bone? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did the doctor tell you afterwards, like, the good news is once this heals, it'll be stronger than it was before, right? I'm sure they might have said that. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I was, I was, I was, I was very young and. Do you accept my, do you accept my sloppy of... medical science? Yes or no? Yeah. yeah hey, buddy, you're a lawyer. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, if Jim Harbaugh really wanted this team to be great, he'd break everybody's collarbone intentionally so that it wouldn't break later. He'd break his he'd break his own intentionally as a motivational tactic. Like damn, like he'd take them all up to Canada and put the Wolverine medal in their bones. Is yep. what he'd do. Yep. Because hey, it's right there in the name, isn't it? Yeah, Lo- Logan's about a quitter. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of kind of. Weird. <laughs> he didn't finish the drill, did he? I he mean, across the line. He made clear he didn't want to be Wolverine anymore, and the only way to stop being Wolverine once you're Wolverine is to die. So, yeah. And the only thing That's that can true. kill Wolverine, Wolverine. Wolverine. A, lot of Lo- a lot of Logan spoilers here. Sorry, folks. A lot of, uh, lot of also a lot of Michigan beating Michigan, in, 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 if you extend the metaphor, which, that's hey, that's true. happened <laughs> at times. <laughs> that whole movie is basically like the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the 2015 Michigan State ending. <laughs> and, the, and that both are good, Every- but they also both involve Wolverines beating Wolverines. Right. Good. Great. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do I? I don't even have a sense if like because you know Spencer mentioned it earlier, and he's right that everybody's sort of like, "Yep, next year is the Michigan year." So, are there any? Are there any lofty expectations for the Wolverines this year? Do people feel strongly about it, or are they just sort of like, "Yeah, whatever," as long as we, you know, don't don't lose any stupid games and maybe beat a couple teams we're not maybe beat a team we're not supposed to. We're good with it. I would guess that as long as they clear eight and four, that everything is fine. I mean, yeah. people will make the stupid jokes. Would, no, actually, I take that back. People will make the pretty good jokes that Harbaugh has never finished better than third in the Big Ten East, which is, mm-hmm. so, is deep, so, deeply so, unfair, yet hilarious. Yeah. Um, and likely still valid after this year. But, I mean, the pressure seems as off as it can possibly be at Michigan because you don't have championship expectations this year and you're also feeling great about the way things are progressing over the long term. And 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 come back to me once they lose to Ohio State, see if they feel the same way. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at uh, I'm gonna put them at nine and three. Okay. Nine and yeah. three. 
I think a loss at Penn State and a loss at Wisconsin and a loss to Ohio State and then no stupid losses because, I mean, other at Iowa, that was pretty dumb. But, I mean, you had injuries and whatever. It was a road game. That will will potentially be a little disappointing, though, because in that that exact scenario, you're talking about uh, a Michigan team that will enter the last two weeks of the season with one loss and at that point nine wins. So I don't know. I I think it might be, I think there will be some people who if Michigan gets to mid November nine and one at that point or eight and one rather. um, Yeah. It would be hard. It would be hard not to be disappointed. They're like, they're like playoff number five. Then they lose two straight games. Harbaugh hot seat, but then they beat Florida in the bowl. They go two and zero against Florida because they always play Florida. Always play Florida. And you know what? It'll be in the goddamn Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl with Ryan on the sideline. In a goddamn. Ryan is over there crying his eyes out while wearing a damn onion suit. Hashtag Fryin Nanny, folks. (laughs) Dial it up. We got to push this thing across the finish line. Call your senators. Crying Fryin. Hell yes. Crying Fryin Nanny. See, now we're not just talking about. Who's going to be wearing the suit on the sideline? Now we're also booking this fucking right. title fight. It's, it's an emotional arc. That's what all your is. congressional representatives. If they're ducking you at the town halls, go to your local outback and demand to speak to an assistant manager. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Um, all right, uh, nine, 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 three, yeah. If I didn't say that, let's let's end low. Oh boy! No, no, let's. <laughs> Let's let's end let's end with uh, oh man they're not no, they're be not this they're not chaos team no more no chaos team is dead um can and I, again this, this division Penn State is chaos team now so this I is only, why Urban Meyer this is why Urban Meyer is the best coach of the game by the way he took a look at Indiana and he was like ah let's get a little bit of that in our veins not too much not too this, much this just is a little bad. bit I don't want to play that shit anymore get it over here where I can contain yeah. it um. I, I'm only going to say one thing about Indiana, and then I'm going to let you two talk. Uh, do you know that their practice facility? Do you know the name of their practice facility? No. Um, is it named after the recently fired basketball coach? John Mellencamp Pavilion. <laughs> and 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 I want to follow that up with this one paragraph from John Mellencamp's Wikipedia page. In September 2015. Mellencamp began a new relationship with former supermodel Christy Brinkley. In August 2016, the couple announced their separation after almost a year of dating. According to Brinkley, the split was based purely on geography. Quote, he didn't like the Hamptons, and I couldn't live in Indiana. John Mellencamp chose the state of Indiana over Christy Brinkley. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. You must have some awful personal habits we don't know about. I mean, hey, can I tell you this? Does Christy Brinkley play play basketball the right way? I bet she doesn't. <laughs> Probably not. Probably a big believer in that foolish like threes, rebounds, and you know layups kind of you know Daryl Morey ball. Don't that's like not that. what God. That's not what Jesus wants. Nope. I heard she likes spicy mayonnaise. Aeoli. Don't you ever say aioli in my presence again. Get that shit out of my sight. You can't you can't hear it, but I, in my hotel room in Los Angeles where I'm doing this from, I just threw a jar of curry out the window get just that, in protest. Get that, get that out of here. Get out of here. 
Just um, boxed it out. Did I did you, you didn't swat it and do the Matumbo finger wag because that's not the Indiana way. You boxed no. it out. That's showboating. Yeah, don't showboat. Don't showboat when you defend Just the defend the mayo. Put a I hip did, into the mayo. I did it without a single tinge of tan on my body. Pure Indiana. <laughs> that I that I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now you two, now you two have to talk about Indiana. Sorry. So you're replacing Kevin Wilson um, with Mike DeBoard. <laughs> Oh, oh, let's let's learn you up on Mike DeBoard, in case oh, you don't sorry. know Mike DeBoard. Um, you might remember him from the 2016 Tennessee football team as the offensive coordinator, the one that the offense was absolute crap until they just gave Josh Dobbs the keys, and Dobbs just, just over the last, like, four, just turned into a demon and was incredible, only when they were behind, like, Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike DeBoer's basically the king of hustling backwards, and then he's like, "Let's just keep, <laughs> let's just keep the game close." DeBoer was in charge, truly in charge of Tennessee's offense for about twenty games, and in that period, they blew more come from ahead victories than I I can remember any team doing in such a stretch in this sport. Yep. Um, and before that, he was long time terrible uh, to average. In somewhere in that range, Michigan offensive coordinator. Um, by by the way, that he was the offensive coordinator that lost to Appalachian State. Yeah. So Indiana. Hey. <laughs> oh man, and he's being hired by this part. Sort of makes sense. Defense coordinator Tom, a very good defensive coordinator. Tom Allen took over the program. So what does he want his defense? What does he want his offense? Boring. Give me boring. You know, no more of that fun shit. Now we're going to be boring as hell. That's that's the goal. Um, Indiana, I mean, it felt like the Kevin Wilson thing was sort of on a path. They made bowls. They never make bowls, but they made bowls under <laughs> Kevin Wilson. Um, and that's good. Like that's, you, had, you, you had a brand, damn it. Yeah, you had that. And I don't know if you really call it progress, because I don't know how much higher you can progress from attending bowls if you're Indiana. But... You at least had something, and now it's like, okay, you're going to be knockoff Wisconsin. Well, Indiana with- was Indiana was um, they went from somebody who was just very bad at Street Fighter to a button masher. So it's like, I don't think that you got better or you you know were like, wow, they're really good at that. But you're like, man, you are mashing those buttons very fast. Okay, okay, so you went from okay, so but now. Instead of now button just, mashing, now, just low block. In, now instead of button mashing as E Honda or Blank Blanca, yeah. you're button mashing as Dalsum, and that is not the strategy when you're Dalsum. He's slow, he's lumbering. Um, if you're just mashing buttons, you're gonna get your ass whooped. You can win as Dalsum if you're Wisconsin, but you can't do that shit as Indiana. You need to get out there and 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 let the electricity flow, make the thousand hands flow like a big fat sumo wrestler. Maybe you're Chun Li. Be Chun Li, Indiana. Just, just don't don't be Dawson. 